0: You're listening to the New Hope Church Podcast. To learn more about what we're doing on the south side of Indianapolis, you can check us out online at becomehope.com. If you like what you're hearing here, be sure you check out one of our companion podcasts. We have a daily devotional podcast called Let's Find Out Together, as well as an apologetics podcast called
1: Salty Saints. Let's listen in. My name is Randy. I'm one of the pastors here at New Hope. Actually, today, all four of us pastors are going to speak. So I hope you packed a lunch. You know, over the last month, we've been talking a lot about why Christmas? Why celebrate Christmas? And we're going to continue that question today. We read earlier from the book of Luke. What we see is that Jesus comes to earth because God wanted to seek us out. It's been said that other religions are the story of man seeking for God, but Christianity is God seeking for man. And that's right. That is absolutely right. Jesus even talks about that. In the book of Luke, he tells a parable of a shepherd that had a hundred sheep. And when he got home from pasturing his sheep one day. He counted them, and there were only 99. One was missing, so what did the shepherd do? The good shepherd goes and looks for the one who was lost. Just a couple of chapters later, Jesus is passing through a city. And a man, a short man, a man named Zacchaeus, wanting to see Jesus but not being able to see over the people standing in front of him, climbs up into a tree and he sees Jesus. But Jesus stops. He goes to the tree. He seeks Zacchaeus out. And very brazenly, he says, "Um, Zacchaeus, um, invite me to lunch today. I want to talk to you.
0: And he does.
1: Why Christmas? Because God wanted to seek us.
2: Hey, good morning, guys. Merry Christmas. My name is Zach. I'm one of the pastors here at New Hope. And uh, for my little little portion of the sermon, I just want to kind of remind us of the reality of Jesus coming to save us. Um, That's something we hear a lot. But something in you know the christian world that's something we hear all the time uh, but if we're not careful that can become just some weird abstract religious idea and it's not that it is so much more than that but if it's more than that what is it um, to answer that you got to go all the way back to the beginning that's what jesus often did when we go back to the beginning of, of time, when we go back to the creation of the earth, God made man and woman, and he gave them one rule. He told them, don't eat this one fruit from this one tree, and they did. And the thing is, it's not so much about the fruit or the tree as it is about what that symbolizes, and what that symbolized was God, man didn't want to listen to God. Man didn't want to, to go and do what God wanted to do. Man wanted to do what man wanted to do. We wanted to be our own God. We wanted to make our own way. And so in doing that, we walked away from the source of truth and life and goodness. We walked away from God. And so what's that give us? Well, look around the world today. Look at, look at our lives, right? How, how broken are we in so many ways? Think of of all the relationships between people in in our lives, the relationships that we see out there, how we don't respect one another, how we we look to each other as less than. Maybe sometimes we look at ourselves as less than, right? Maybe we use the people up around us, right? Maybe, Maybe we steal from people. Maybe we don't just steal money from people. Maybe we steal time and energy and trust, right, through our Through our actions, through our letting down of the people around us. That's just relationships. I mean, look at at the ways we try to find happiness in the world. We, We store up our hopes in stuff like Douglas was talking about. We store up our hopes in money and in prestige and in being good enough and making a name for ourselves. And when we stop and we really consider all that, we see what God was trying to save us from all the time, and that was death. And you may be thinking, well, wait, what? no, death's just something that happens to you at the end of your life. No, no you can walk and, and live and, and breathe by, you know, like our human standards and just be dead. And people do it every day. And without Jesus, that's, that's all you get. Without him, we're, we're just taking a stab at it. We're just trying to make our own way. We're just trying to figure this thing out on our own. And our way isn't right. Our way doesn't work. Our way just hurts ourselves and the people around us. And so what Jesus came to do, what this time of the year is all about, is Jesus coming to save us from us. Jesus came to show us that there's a better way, and that is to put our hope and our faith in the Father to look to God, to see that it's not about us to, to lay ourselves aside and consider ourselves as less than, but to look to God and make Him everything, because when we do that, we find out what we were supposed to be doing all along. We find out who we truly were all along. And so in doing that, we find life. And that's what we're celebrating this time of year. We're celebrating the time of year. Like Randy said, when God came to seek us, but not just to seek us, to save us from us. And I hope that you think about that and realize like, it's not just some weird abstract religious concept. It's day to day life. And it doesn't have to be that way, because in him there is life and there is goodness and there is truth. But we only see that when our eyes are on him. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about, Jason already brought it up here at the beginning, but uh, we're going to be doing our donation. We're going to be passing that bucket around. So I would ask uh, the council members to, to collect that, please. Um, this is our donation for resources of hope. Our goal is $5,000 this year. We, like Jason said, want to see Resources of Hope get this mobile pantry so they can reach people that cannot otherwise make it to them. Uh, This is a... Uh, local organization run by some awesome people right here in our church and uh, we love them dearly and we want to see them be able to continue to bless people and we also love that you know like in past years we've we've done like you know relief for various nations and stuff but it's also kind of nice to be able to see what your money is going to help and it's right in our backyard. So please uh, check out all of these awesome posters out front, let you know a little bit more about what Resources of Hope do, and uh, go check them out for yourselves and, and ask how you can help, because I'm sure they could use it, and they, they would love to meet you and talk with you. Um, I'm going to ask that we pass that around. And uh, let's just go ahead and pray. Father, I, I thank you so much for your son Jesus. I thank you that he came... Uh, to be like us, to save us from, uh, from sin and death, but, but from just the, the messes that we make for ourselves day to day, Lord, I thank you for all good people in this world trying to live your light, Lord, that are that their eyes are on you and their eyes are on their neighbors and they're trying to love people. They're trying to love you and love the people around them, Lord, and that's all we can do in this life. Uh, that's all that's worth doing in this life. So, Lord, please just help us to bless uh, Resources of Hope today and uh, to make a difference in our community and the surrounding communities, Lord. Uh, we believe that you want us to live, love, and go like your son, Jesus. So, please just empower us to do that today. I pray a blessing over each person in this room today, and I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
3: Good morning again. I'm Bob, one of the pastors. I want to share a story with you. It was um, on a very early morning, mid-December, many, many years ago. I was serving as a chaplain in a hospital in the intensive care, and a group of doctors had gathered, like I said, very early in this morning, and another an additional team with them, and they went into a room of a patient that was um, in his twenties, and they informed him that the bug that had gotten into his body was eating his body from the inside out, and he knew this, but what he wasn't a hundred percent sure until they came in was that he would not survive this. As a matter of fact, they said we expect you to. Die within weeks. So they answered a few questions that he had, and the team left the room. And myself, this young man's dad, and his brother were left in the room, and they were sobbing. And all of a sudden, the son, the, the patient said, This is it. Life is over for me, and I haven't even really started living yet. I'm done. I'm going to die. There's nothing else for me. And I'm sitting in a chair across from him. And through his tears, he, he just stared at me. And I said to him, do you know the Lord Jesus? And he goes, well, I, I'd like to but I've lived a very troubled life. And he went through this whole list of things that he had not done. All the things that we would think about would be horrendous things. He said, I've never did any of those. But I was, I've been bitter and angry almost all of my life. And I wasn't a good son. And his dad would pat him on the chest. And he says, and I wasn't a good brother. He says, my grandparents are fantastic people, fantastic people. And they loved and cared for me. But I really wasn't that good to them because of my bitterness. I don't think, I don't think Jesus could forgive me. I don't think he could. I don't think he will. So no, I don't think I have a great relationship with the Lord. And so I shared God's love with him, and I made it clear to him through Scripture that he was loved and he was cared for, and he was not going to be forgotten because that is something else he said, I'm going to be forgotten in a short amount of time. I also shared some Scripture with him about the forgiveness of sin. One John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And that is a promise. Ephesians 1, 7 says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the righteousness of God's grace. And Jesus said in Matthew 9, 6, I want you to know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. And finally, Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. And so I ask you, how about you? Do you have have you called upon the name of the Lord? But have you felt like mm, maybe I haven't really been forgiven? Or have you not called upon the name of the Lord because you feel like this young man did that there's no way the Lord would forgive you and love you? Here's the point Jesus came to forgive us. The dad, through his tears, said, I'm very happy to say, and he was looking at his son, and he says, I gave my life to the Lord when I was a teen. It was the best decision I'd ever made. I'm glad I did. The brother said, you know, I've thought about this too, a lot. And I want to give my life to the Lord. I see it. I never. I've heard it. I've I've heard the message, but for some reason, and it's probably with my brother, that I I I get it. I get it. Yes, I want to give my life to the Lord. And so I looked at the this young twenty something year old man. How about you? He says, your words have just really, and the words from God's Word and the words that you've used to explain it, really has meant a lot to me. So you're saying that if I give my life to the Lord, that I may die in the body, but I'll live forever. And I said, yes, in the kingdom of heaven. He says, I want to do it. And in a few, within just a matter of minutes, he said, I'd like to be baptized that's exactly what we did. We did it in a hospital bed. It's, it's interesting to do. We did it. And all of this happened because of the forgiveness of sin. That was mid-December of that year. He died on New Year's Day. But we know where he is. Think about it.
0: Uh, somehow, <clears throat> I get to be the one who uh, closes out this morning as we continue to ask that question, why Christmas? And, you know, if like Zach and Bob and Randy have said, is Christmas is, what a wonderful time of the year, right? We have the opportunity to end this calendar year on kind of a high note, but oftentimes we think about the things that have been hard, that have been troubles, and honestly, 2023 has been hard for many of us, Right? whether it's struggles at home or at work or relationships that have broken this year or we're reminded of, of people we've lost or relationships we've lost throughout the years. And you look at our world and the wars from Ukraine and Russia and Israel and Gaza and civil wars and nations and persecution of people across the globe. And we look at our political climate and the economics of our nation and we just think, what, what is going on? The last three years have been dis- discouraging in ways, hasn't it? I mean, our world has changed deeply and it's brought on this sense of anxiety. And that's giving way to disillusionment because what was is never going to be again. And kind of what we thought was going to come, well, it's not quite transpired the way we thought. And and so Christmas is a great time to be able to look and, and let our thoughts and our emotions begin to transcend these feelings because Jesus is here but. It doesn't take much to look at the news, to look at, even examine ourselves in our own hearts and wonder, where is, where is hope? Where is peace? Where is stability? Where is love? But I want to remind us of a couple of promises from God's Word today. The first is John chapter 10, verse 10, where Jesus says, I came to give you life. And not just to give you life, but to give you life abundantly. Abundant life. And in our world, we often translate that as riches. You know, more money, more wealth, more legacy for further generations. And while that, sure, while that might be part of it for some of us, that's not really God's economy. God's economy is more about happiness and joy and peace, love, relationships, belonging, acceptance, forgiveness, things that we cannot buy with our money. And another promise in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 that Bob mentioned, one of my favorite verses is that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. And Bob talked about that in terms of forgiveness, in terms of sin. That the old life is gone and yet a new life has come. That we were created in His image. We were created in the image of God, perfect and blameless. But yet sin marred our lives. And God is a God of transformation. He's a God of change. And when sin has marred our lives, he wants to bring us back into his image. He wants to transform us again. And since our birth, we've been aching to return to that image, to return to the image that we were created in. I mean, whether we know it or not, I believe that our pursuit for more, our pursuit for greater things in life, is that pursuit Whether we recognize that as a pursuit for God and returning to his image or not, we have that aching for more in our life. And when we head toward other destinations in this world, we end up getting things like loneliness and hopelessness, anxiety and stress. The exact opposite of who God is and how he created us. But when we head toward God, we get the love, the joy, the peace, the hope. Because that is our image. That is who God is in us. He replaces our chaos with our peace. He replaces our hurt with healing. He replaces our anxiety with hope because He is a God who transforms. He is a God who changes us into His image. Christmas, an amazing time of the year. I mean, Some would say it's the most wonderful time of the year, right? Yeah. And in the midst of these things that we think about of the loss, the sorrow, the heartache, the loneliness. We try and allow the season to transcend that and make us think about generosity and gratefulness and family and togetherness. And, and the fact that as Stacy said, Jesus is the best gift we've ever received. But why Christmas? Why was Jesus a gift for us? As Randy said, Jesus came to seek us that he left heaven to seek us. As Zach said, he has come to save us from our sins, from ourselves, from that marred image of God in us. And as Bob said, he has come to forgive us, to give us new life, to give us a second chance, grace and mercy that we really don't deserve, but he gives it freely. But God, Jesus also came to change us, to transform us into that abundant life, back into his image. And so this Christmas, we hope that you go away remembering these things. That Jesus came to seek, save, forgive, and change us. That He is the light of the world. And He has placed His light in you, in me, in us. And we are to take His light this Christmas and share it with others. You see, it's not just about what God is doing in us, but it's also about what God is doing through us. That through us, God is seeking Others. And through us, He uses us to help save, forgive, and change this world. God has chosen us as His light in this world. And so this morning, we're going to symbolize that by spreading the light of the Christ candle this morning. And so if you've got your candle, go ahead and get that ready. We're going to sing a couple of songs after we light it. And kids and everybody, the lights are going to go way down low, but it's okay. Because Jesus' light is going to fill this place. It's going to fill our hearts. And I just want to pause, as Bob had mentioned, if you're here today and you're wondering, I just don't know that I get this Jesus stuff. I just don't know that I'm sure about it. I'm just not sure if... That's okay. Every single one of us, we're not sure. At one time... And that doesn't mean that we've believed 100% since. Doubts happen. Doubts creep into our lives and into our thoughts. I've had doubts, and I will have more doubts down the road. But my prayer is that doubt helps lead me to the truth. And so this morning, if you're sitting there going, I'm not sure, feel free to catch any one of us that you've seen this morning and talk more about it. We'd love to continue that conversation. Thanks for tuning in to the New Hope Church podcast.